Hello and welcome to Helios Blog. My name is Helios here for another reaction video. Today, Michaela Peterson talks about saying no in relationships. Let's get into it. The reason she's alone is because she's difficult. Women are not accepting the bare minimum. Women fuck men they respect. All the women who say things like, I'm strong and independent, I don't need no man, like, y'all impress me. Women just gaslight each other and say what they want to hear. you're in a situation when you want to say no and you shouldn't feel guilty about saying no because there are situations where i think there are still situations where you kind of want to say no but like really you should give somebody help mm. how do you differentiate between when you should actually help somebody and when you should, you should say no i can't do that i need to focus on me which sounds selfish but like it's not selfish if you're taking care of yourself which is taking care of your family which is going to make the relationship better in general right but how do you so what michaela is talking about is when somebody asks you for help how do you say no right um yeah <laughs> again what is the attitude here right like the attitude is I don't really want to help people. What rationalization can I use to, like, you know, focus more on myself? Like, it's just narcissistic garbage. You tell the difference. I mean, the way that I usually talk about it, I also think it depends on this isn't a blanket statement for everyone, because I think it depends on your struggle with boundaries and your struggle with saying no and asking for your needs to get met kind of coming into this work. So if you're somebody who struggles to say no, if you're somebody who struggles to get their needs met, most likely once you start working with boundaries, it is you can expect that it's going to feel a little bit like selfish walls. It's going to be a lot like bam, bam, bam in your face. Right. And that's uncomfortable for everybody. And that's not probably how it's going to stay for a lot of people. We So what she's talking about is like the therapist is actually talking about people that are very agreeable. Now, women, if they're agreeable, actually tend to have better lives. Uh, but anyway, but for men, if a man is too agreeable, you're going to have a bad time. Because if you're not able to say no, then everybody's going to harness your power for themselves. And that's the thing. That's the problem. We actually need to swing to the other side of the extreme spectrum before we figure out what kind of middle ground feels like. So if I'm somebody who's not used to saying no, I say yes all the time, and then I just sit with all that resentment. Mm -hmm. If I start saying no, most likely it's not going to come off very nice. I'm probably going to say maybe more no's than I really should, even though I don't like that word. And so I need to sit in the discomfort of what the other extreme feels like in order to go, oh, well, that actually doesn't feel that great either. So now I know both extremes very. So what the therapist is describing is the oops way of learning, right? You go, uh, I'm going to do this and you do it to extreme and you go, oops, and then you go the other way and you and you, you do it the other extreme and, and you do it, you know, you do it too, too hard and you say, oops. And then and then over time, you learn the middle ground between the two things by actually experimenting with the different sides. That's actually quite a good way to um, to kind of mold your personality, right? I'm going to be more confident. I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to be more arrogant. And then you, you try it and you see that, oh, I, I understand. This is too arrogant and it comes off as abrasive and people don't like it. But a little bit of arrogance people like, you know, like, so you can be, you know, in your mind thinking I'm the greatest, right? 
but believing it and speaking it, there's a way to speak it where you don't come off as arrogant, even though you still believe it. I, I don't know if that, if that makes sense. All right. Shilling time. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian on Tom M. Just click more in the video description. Buy my books at bit.ly slash blogs, And of course, go to my Patreon and subscribe. Patreon.com slash theheadiestblog. All right, let's continue. Very well in my body. And so now I can kind of start to feel into what middle ground would, would, would feel like, right? And now, of course, women talk in terms of feelings. Notice how I translated this into logical reality right girls are like oh uh this is how it feels to be in that extreme and this is how it feels to be in that extreme and i want to feel like i'm in the middle ground so i'm gonna feel through my feelings obviously men are not like that most men anyway and and so that's obviously the 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 using feelings to guide your behavior as a, as a man it's not going to work right you use action to guide your behavior action consequence facts data and statistics right and on top of that i would say just we have to get really familiar with and i know we've talked about this before you and i this feeling of resentment right because it's such a good indicator for us that we are doing giving more than we probably should be doing right again girls and feelings right so what she's talking about, the therapist, is when girls give too much to Chad, right? Because what happens is these girls get with a guy who's competitive and successful and strong. And what they think when they're with a, a guy that's competitive, successful, and strong, and they sleep with him once, they think that they're on his level, right? And so they give everything to the guy. And then they're surprised when the guy doesn't commit. Well, the guy didn't commit because you're not on his level. You need to be fit, feminine, cooperative, bedroom fund, loyal, and submissive. And even then, it's possible that there's a beauty barrier to the, to the you know, level of guy you can attract. That isn't to say you can't get a good man, a strong man, but maybe you can't get an apex man. And so if we can use resentment as a barometer for... I yeah. need to again, what's going on, right? Where am I saying yes that I shouldn't? Is there a conversation that should be had? Then typically, I don't think it's going to be perfect all the time. I think just by nature, we're going to do things we don't want to do sometimes. We're going to, you know, come across selfish sometimes. All that's going to happen. But I think those are some tools to at least maybe work your way towards a more happy medium, you know, that balanced state. That's the way that I, as somebody who has a hard time with boundaries, those are usually what I use, right? I'm very familiar with, oh. I'm in an extreme right now. <laughs> I can I can sense it now. Um, and then I'll say, okay, pull it back, pull it back. Solipsism. Notice how the therapist, instead of talking about the client, is talking about herself. That's a problem. That's ineffective therapy, right? I mean, of course, Michaela's not having a therapy session, but she's asking a therapist on an opinion that a therapist might have. And notice how the therapist started then talking about themselves. It's not about yourself. It's about the person you're talking to. You see? But again, many women have problems with this, with empathizing or understanding other people's perspective. They explain everything from their own perspective and generalize it to the population. Are you seeing that? Even in a licensed professional, they do it. 
Notice that. Back, um, but I have to be really aware of my resentment because otherwise, it's 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 no good for the relationships. Do, do you feel that you're in the stage of your life where um, your 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 nose are on the pendulum swinging the way, or have you come kind of in, in the middle? Uh, no, I think I'm pretty good right now. Like, I, I think I'm pretty good. And I, I think that's because I'm like, I'm mentally healthy right now. Um, yeah, after divorcing her husband, which by the way, women initiate 80% of divorces in 2023. And well, it helps when nothing bad is happening too. It's pretty, it's a lot easier to like be a reasonable person if you're not in some chaotic either relationship or with health issues or, you know. Yeah, she's descri- again, she's telling on herself, right? So supposedly her relationship with her ex-husband was chaotic, quote-unquote. Well, again, and Michaela has self-reported, she's said herself that she's very masculine, right? So what a surprise that a very masculine girl has problems in a marriage and can't hold it together. What a, what a revelation, I can't believe it. Something like that it makes a lot it's a lot easier to be like, yeah, everything's good right now. Um no, I don't think my nose are I like I'm a pretty disagreeable person, so I say you no see? a lot in work. Um I work uh, I still work with my dad quite closely and so he gets a lot of requests and so a lot of that job is no, sorry, no, sorry. So that helped yeah, me right. get get good. I think that helped me get good at saying no quite quickly. Um so no, if, I, th- I think I'm doing pretty work. well. Or via Pardon? email. Then they, then just- the sad part is this. The sad part is this. That she says no so frequently and she's so disagreeable is actually a problem for a woman. Because what it means, I mean, we all know that she married a younger man whose name is, ironically, Jordan. But... Basically, what it means is the ability for a girl that's disagreeable to find a high-quality husband is next to none. Because men are not out here looking for disagreeable, masculine, argumentative women. They're not out here looking for that. So the sad part is, in becoming more like a man, she's actually hurting herself and doesn't even see it and thinks she's fine. Womanism at its finest. It's your partner. Yeah. Um, um, in, in regards, so my my partner, my husband, he's unbelievably disagreeable. And he's really emotionally stable. So if I say no to him, he just doesn't care at all. Which made it so much easier. Because, you know, I think part of what happens to people is they don't want to say no because they don't want to hurt the other person's feelings. And every time they're like kind of saying no and the other person's freaking out, they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Never mind. Like, this isn't a big deal for me. Yeah, I'll I'll just say yes for now. It's fine. Obviously, it's upsetting you. And with with Jordan, he just doesn't care at all. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. He's like, fine. And that's kind of it. When you say he's disagreeable, you mean he also is really good with his nose. Yeah, like he won't do anything he doesn't want to do. So that makes it super easy. Yeah, it's like just very clear. So because he's boundaried, he respects your boundaries. Mm -hmm. That tends to happen. And it's funny because Jordan is the second husband. But anyway, if you as a man have boundaries, then you're not okay when the boundaries are broken, right? You're not okay when people are pushing on your boundaries. 
And as a result of that, you'll actually have quite a good life because you'll be able to steer things in the direction that you want, right? No is the most powerful word in the English language, right? Because, but but here's the hard part. The hard part is most people don't even know themselves or know what they want. So it's hard for them to say no to direct things into the direction that they want. All right, let's continue. Yeah, and he's probably helped me with it too. Being like, oh no, you don't want to say yes to that. You don't want to do that. You're like, like, yeah, I don't really want to do it, but like I should do it. Like, nah, you don't have to do it. Like, oh, sweet. Okay, (laughs) great. This episode is sponsored by NordVPN. Yeah, no sponsors. Sorry. Self. When you can start to say no. You know, like if you feel that you are... Uh, Because there's going to be times you do things you don't want to do, of course. You know, it's like helping move. Who wants to do that? Or picking up someone from the airport. It's all part of it. Um, Don't do that. Well, now (laughs) I say no. I say no. (laughs) Before the Ubers. And so, uh, you know, in a marriage or in any relationship long term, yeah, of course, you're going to be doing things like picking up socks or doing whatever. Um, But (laughs) if it gets to the point where you're now compromising self, then it's something to really look at. And and I think that. That's right. Exactly. If you are destroying yourself to make another person happy, that's a problem, right? So, for example, if your girl continuously tries to change you and you allow yourself to be changed, well, that's going to be a problem, right? So, I mean, there's nothing more to say about that. Just understand what it is you want and then say no to direct things into the direction that you want. So for example, let's say you want to be in a friends with benefits, right? When the girl suggests, when the girl suggests that you move in together, you say no. When the girl suggests that you should be more serious, you say no and so on. And a lot of guys they find it hard to say no, being to train yourself, because if you're not able to say no, it's over. That for me, that would be the, the piece, you know, um, not getting your needs met because you're saying yes too much or um, having to, to, to draw lines because you're saying um, yeah, yes, to things that you don't want to do or whatever. So I think it, I think it's not a one time thing. I think it's over time mm-hmm. you sensing, OK, now I feel like I'm compromising myself then it's, you know, I think for a lot of people in the beginning of that journey, though, they actually don't even know what that feels like or what that means because they've so over, they've so overcorrected right into the kind of bad area of no boundaries that they have no sense of self. And so, well, that would be BPD, right? If a girl has absolutely no sense of boundaries at all, then that would be, uh, that would be BPD. No, um, a lot of people, they, they, they just don't understand themselves or what they want so they don't know what to say no to that's that's the thing so it's like what do you want well i want to be in a long-term live-in relationship okay so then why are you saying yes to bedroom fun with chad well i think that he'll change and have a long-term relationship with me eventually no what's going to happen is he's going to sleep with you for six months and then when you keep pressing the issue he's going to drop you that's what's actually going to happen so you need to be very careful, right, about your decisions. Same with men. Um, you know, what do you want? I want to have bedroom fun with Sally. 
Okay, great. So why are you accepting a friend zone from Sally? Well, I think that Sally in in, uh, six months is going to change her mind. No, she's going to maintain using you for your benefit, time, attention, and resources, and she's going to go sleep with Chad. So you need to say no to these things. Let's just be friends. No thanks, and move on. Um, I think we need to get to know each other better on this app before, you know, before meeting up. No thanks. Um, can I bring my, uh, can I bring my friends with me to this date? No. Can we meet, um, on Saturday instead of on Friday? Something came up. Maybe, maybe you'll say yes to this because you want to meet up, but you could also say if you're busy, sorry, I'm busy Saturday. You know, maintain your rules, your boundaries, what you want. Do you want to go uh, watch this movie? Sorry, no, I'm busy. I'm doing this. And so on. Learn to say no. It's a very important skill. I actually think if anybody who's listening is somebody who struggles with boundaries, starting like very basic and just tapping into like, what does this specific no feel like? Because even picking up socks can feel so much bigger than just picking up socks. <laughs> well, yeah, if you've been doing it for your entire life. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So so are you also at a place where, where your pendulum has swung, where you're very no right now, as opposed to if you're very yes, a yes person? I think I was, I'm, I think I'm in the state right now where I'm finding my way to middle. Yeah. I think it depends on the person, the type of no, the, I mean, right. It's all circumstantial, but, um, it, with me, with intimate relationships, I think I'm edging towards middle. So when you met me five years ago, you were more of a yes person Yes. and then you swing to the no person Yes. and now you're coming back. Now I'm working my way. So do you know when you'll be in the middle with maybe in a week? <laughs> um, just so. Again, what's funny about this is that um, he's telling on himself, right? When we first met, you were a yes person. So the point is this. A lot of girls, what they do is they've slept with 50 chads or whatever. And then they want the safe beta male to settle down with, right, later. And so what they do is in order to snag this beta male... They act kind of how they acted towards a guy they were actually interested in at the beginning. And then as the relationship progresses, they taper off that good behavior. And then um, it's like the honey trap. It's like a bait and switch, right? And then they stop doing the things that the guy liked in the first place, which was basically her saying yes all the time. That's implied in this relationship, right? That That the lady was nice and pleasant and cooperative at the beginning, but then she swung to saying no all the time. uh, And that's probably uh, related to bedroom fun. So again, none of that is good. It's indicating very bad things in the relationship. Oh, you know, I know what's happening. It's an injection of hope. I can't promise anything. (laughs) Because I think no's, no's crush me. You know, um, I, I think sometimes I, I, I take so rejection for me is hard. Um, I'm not used to it. I personalize it. I internalize it. So. Right. So what is he describing? Basically that he's a beta male, right? Because um, men um, who are successful and competitive with women, they are used to know. And the reason they used to know is because you have to get a lot of no's to be successful with girls.
You have to get a lot of no's. And in life in general, in order to be successful, you have to fail a lot. And there's nothing wrong with failing. The only wrong is failing to get back up, not continuing when you get knocked down. Well, if Vanessa says to me, you know, no, I don't want to, you know, whatever, have dinner because I'm busy, that's not that big of a deal. But if it's a personal thing, uh, that she says no to like bedroom fun. Then I, I, it's a lot. It's a, that that fall is harder for me. Well, here's what's interesting about that. So what you were talking about, Michaela, with Jordan, the fact that he's so good at boundaries has helped you get better at boundaries. Now I would say, John, you're pretty accurate in that. Like when I do say no, I can see him deflate and take it very personally. My usual go to used to be, I have to fix it right? He's feeling uncomfortable or hurt or upset by the fact that I said no about something. So now it's my job to fix it and make him feel better, which then just kicks me back into the kind of resentment cycle, caretaker cycle all over again. Right. So when I say no to bedroom fun, I see that he gets deflated. Oh, I need to fix it. There, there, honey. And then I feel resentment because he's a weakling. But the fact that she's saying no to bedroom fun in the first place means the relationship is already dead. They just don't know it yet. So the mirror that I get from somebody like that in a relationship is actually just the ability to go, I don't need to fix this. It's okay that he's upset. He's allowed to be upset. And I can just let him be upset. That's okay. That's not my job to fix it for him, right? So there's there's like two different kind of lessons I feel like you're going to get. Yeah. So what's she saying? I don't care about his feelings. Just take it, suck it up, buttercup. And look at, look at the, the guy's expression. Look at how upset and hurt he looks. You see? That says it all. That says it all. From somebody more like your husband versus somebody who, who does kind of personalize it. And because I am a fixer, it used to be my go-to to try to soothe that for you versus being like, it's okay. He's allowed. You're allowed to be upset. How do you know? Um, and of course, someone shouldn't go fix something because every relationship's 50-50. But how do you know? Oh, my God. See, there's your problem. Every relationship is 50-50. You see? No. Every relationship is not 50-50. There's always a dominant and there's always a submissive. You're the submissive. Relationships are not 50-50. Any guy that believes the relationships are 50-50 is not the leader of the relationship. And if the man isn't the leader of his relationship, he has no relationship. You're a useful idiot. You're a puppet. You're going to get cheated on. Oh, where um, it requires attention, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times the nose, um, you know, it might be a sensitive a sensitive area that requires a conversation, right? So maybe it's not even about what the person's saying no about, but something that's running deeper. So yes, there. If you're if you have a story where you're usually the fixer upper or the the fixer, uh, you grew up fast, you're taking care of people at a young age, all that. Sure, that's you know that's a that's a pattern that can be unhealthy and damaging. Um, but at the same time, when you're in a relationship, being aware of is this something that I don't want to do because I'm so used to fixing it? Yeah. Or is it something that we need to talk about because it requires fixing on, on both parties, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like interesting. Right now, I would say that <laughs> I would say that it's the 
in this specific example, so if we're just using you and I as an example, in this specific instance, if I'm usually the fixer and I'm working on, it's not my responsibility to fix this for you, right? Or self-soothe you or whatever. In this instance, I would say it would be your responsibility to come to me and say, can we talk about this? No. And why it's bothering me. Right. So you see, you come to me, you ask me, who is the ruler of the relationship? Is it him or is it her? Right there. Clear as day. Not my responsibility to say, hey, I sense that you're upset by my no. Sure. So not chasing after me. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, but also not avoiding the conversation. Right. I, think we just I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Relationships are hard. It's very abstract. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is super abstract. I'd say I think with like my experience with Jordan, if we get into an argument, I would say generally if he's upset because of like who he is, he doesn't get upset. If he's upset, then I'm like, okay, we need to talk about this. So it's Yeah. The reason she's saying that he doesn't get upset is because again. She's got a loser, agreeable guy that doesn't get upset. And she says that he's disagreeable to make him sound better to the in- the people that are interviewing her. We know what's going on, Michaela. We can see through it. I think, I've, I think at the moment, anyway, I have it pretty easy because it's like there isn't – it's pretty cut and dry. And then it's like, oh, if there's a problem, it's probably something that needs to be addressed. Mm. But I don't know. It's new. We've known are each other for a year. We'll are see. you the one that's bringing it to him and saying, like, there's a problem we should talk about? Or does he come to you or both? No, I uh, I think I think probably both. I still have a tendency to, like, if I'm in an argument and I can feel myself getting angry, I think because I had, like, years and years of, of arguing that I just, like, I'm just – I'm probably avoidant. He's mentioned something about being avoidant. Yeah. Like – Yep. Again, talking about how her first relationship was so, so bad. You know, that's why she broke up with the guy and ruined her child's life. Okay. Anyway, let's end the video there. Hit the like, hit the subscribe, hit all for notifications. Drop me a donation like Hunter M, Adrian and Tom M. Just click more underneath the video. Buy my books at bit.ly slash Helios Books. And of course, go to my Patreon and subscribe, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Thank you so much for listening, guys, especially if you listen to the end. I really do appreciate it. Take care of yourselves, and I'll see you next time.